testing, still got some testing. shit in my mouth. So. One, two, three, <laughs> testing, testing. The shoe falls off the tree. And then the dog fucks with the shoe. Delicious. <laughs> Y'all guys like the sound of, um, is it like an ASMR of me fucking <laughs> kangaroo on my mouth? Here's right. me eating a honeycomb. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> so, funny story about ASMR. Uh... No, we were we were uh, on vacation with some of our friends, and they like I've never heard of that before. Right. And he's like, "Yeah, you gotta you gotta check out these ASMR videos." And I'm like, "What what are all these?" And they're like, "Yeah, this person's got millions of views." And it's just one lady that just eats things really softly mm-hmm. and talks really softly. Yeah, supposedly people act like they're no. super into it. I don't know. It's not my jam. <laughs> Should we keep this? Yeah, we can we- keep that. Okay. <laughs> Let's roll with it. <laughs> we, were, we were sound checking. <laughs> I have candy in my mouth. And then we're talking about ASMR. And we're keeping it, folks. All right. Should I give them the intro? Let's All do right. It. Here we go. Hey, for those of you out there listening who have been here before, thanks for coming back. Those of you who are new, come on in. Stay as long as you like. We won't even make you take your shoes off. <laughs> I, I had to take my shoes off coming in. You did not have to. <laughs> did I, I don't think I made you. No, no, Maybe no. the bear came out and was just <laughs> was throwing bows. Just being polite. Um, uh, for those of you who do not cannot tell immediately, and I expect you should be able to tell immediately. This is a pretty. This is a dead giveaway. But I got uh, Joe Foy, my old friend from college, a roommate from college, mm-hmm. is back now. A father of th- not now it has been a father of three. Works in the St. Louis area, um, and. Uh, and an avid runner, and uh, a good friend of mine, I'm happy mm-hmm. to say. I'm really glad that you made it back to St. Louis, and really surprised that you were able to make the time to come by a few times now, and I've been really happy that you have, so yeah. thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Terrific, dude. Thanks for being back. People. So I'm trying to think what people, people did mention over the weekend today. We went and saw some friends, went to, uh, I don't know if it was hell or if it was like bef- just before you get to hell, but we went, it was near Los Angeles, and it was filled with demons and torture, so I don't, anyway, but if, uh, aside from that on Saturday, um, Friday and Sunday, spent some time with some friends. A couple people mentioned the podcast, which is cool. I'm always kind of excited and surprised, like, oh, yeah, I do do that, don't I? And somebody mentioned, quote, your old roommate. I can't remember what it was. So I was going to go back and look through the keywords. The keywords <laughs> were going to come in handy for once, and I couldn't figure it out. And so I said, forget it. We'll just start fresh. But I got some bad news. We just had dinner. We had a little conversation. Uh-huh. I got some bad news. You've re-injured yourself. I have. I've. I've. I have this lingering Achilles problems. I mean, they've. I've had them for about five years. I. I run, uh, quite a bit, and then you know, bam, the same left Achilles will just always, always bother me. And uh, it just recently it started ramping up again. Uh, I had a pretty good fall season here, and just right before Christmas, I could feel it. And you know, I'm older and wiser now. Younger self would have probably tried to run through it and probably partially torn it like ag- again. Thing, as if it's an obstacle that if you that you can get past right, by right. simply running. Like, like running will just heal it. That, that's your solution um, to everything, yeah, you, Josh. Usually you can't run through everything. Hey, it works 50% of the time. <laughs> uh, I mean, as a caveat, I did that when I ran the Boston Marathon, and I found out after that it was partially torn when I did that. So <laughs> I had to take three oh, months after that Goodness off. gracious. Are people not – do you have doctors, for example, or, or, and wives? Who just look at you and roll their eyes, going, "Jesus, Geoffroy, who needs doctors when you have ibuprofen?" <laughs> nah, no. Uh, so, no. Like I said, I'm older and wiser now, and especially when the, the weather's like 10 degrees outside, you know, you almost don't even mind being injured. But uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> 
The the only wait a minute like that's like saying when you're being electrocuted you don't mind that your fingernails are being torn out <laughs> right 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 okay yeah, yeah no 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 but uh so so the only the only downside was I only needed to run forty more miles uh last year to hit three thousand for the year whoa and like I said a younger me would have been like well I have two weeks to still run forty miles it's no problem I I usually do eighty a, eighty a week um but no I shut it down I was disciplined whoa. and I finished you the stuck year. out with the punk ass twenty nine four uh, yeah something like that oh, it's weak. Week. Maybe if we do nautical miles, it can be something cool. Uh, um, add I'm, some cycling conversion in there or something. That, yeah, right. right. <laughs> or the curvature of the earth or something uh, I like don't know. That. It's not that big of a deal anymore. But <sighs> but luckily, uh, you know, I'm, I'm heavier than I've ever been in my life. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, I, I oh, can, that's right. You think, you're, you think that you have finally reached the age of having human metabolism? Like having I'm metabolism as, that is associated to your activity? Mortal metabolism is what I call it. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, but I'm, 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 I'm happy to say I'm, I'm back slowly to it. I think I can, I can at least run every day without uh, making it worse. And so yeah. hopefully yeah. hopefully on the third episode of my appearance, oh, yeah. I'll be back to my normal Job self. part three, <laughs> we'll be hearing about those 80-mile weeks. What was it back in the day? You know, did we tell people? Oh, I don't want to see. That's the one bad thing about not going back and listening to the old episode is we could do we repeat stories. I, you told me I remember that you had a shoe that you liked. They were called Nike Freeze or something like that when we were freshmen. I'm pretty sure. And you had you would run them, and you said I always know when they're going to fail. They fail at about 1,100 miles or something, so they usually last me, or they fail at 500 to 600 miles, some number. Yeah. And you're like, so they last me exactly this many days, and then he showed me that it kind of starts failing, and that there was a, a membrane between the heel strap and then the heel, this part of the sole, that would that was meant to be very flexible and lightweight, but would begin to tear. And you're like, yeah, but they are in, within warranty for three months. And like, this is my seventh <laughs> pair or something. I was like, yeah, no, this I, dude is a gangster. Yeah, if you find a pair you like, you keep it. Uh, yeah, no, shoes have gotten crazy now. I mean, they used to, <laughs> and they're a lot more expensive now too, which kind of sucks. But what's a, what's a good running shoe go for these days? Racing shoe or training shoe? Well, shit, I know. Yeah. See, see, that's see, a big difference because now, I mean, any, anybody who's in question. anybody who's got like kind of had done, I mean, I don't know how many avid racers you have out there footwear, but they have they've now labeled these as super shoes. Nike makes what they call they originally called the first super shoe the four percent because they they said scientifically they can optimize your running performance and efficiency by four percent. Oh, improve you mean? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So. And, you know, I, I have a pair. I have a pair of those. I have a pair of the, the latest ones. You know, it's only only 250 bucks. <laughs> all right. All right. When you're used to, like, a $70 pair of shoes. Why don't you get some good shoes, dude? Right. They, have, they have Nike one, like, a, a Jordan 1s, right. game well, worn for 25 grand. Yeah, those they, must be 100 times better. Right, yeah. They, well, they won't, they, won't, they won't let you run a... We're on a two-hour marathon, like yeah, the, dude. The I was, I've been working now. on that sub two for a yeah, while yeah. now, for like thirty-four years now. Yeah. I haven't been able to get there, and the Jordans aren't helping. But they're crazy. I mean, I mean, anybody, even even if you're not world class, like, and you just want to shave time off, you you can definitely tell that it doesn't trash your calves as much. You can definitely tell that it almost it almost makes you feel like you're being propelled forward. But uh. So I would say I would say they're worth it. I mean, don't go walking your dog in your in your two hundred and fifty dollar pair of racing flats. Damn right. I will. Yeah, you're you're but, darn right, dude. I, I will only 
use those when I'm running for exercise or competition. Yeah. AKA I'll be reselling them in a hundred years right. as I've never been worn. <laughs> right. <laughs> Unworn. No, but I mean other other normal shoes you can you can probably put. I mean they they say the the rule of thumb is 400 miles, but uh, I'd like to bend that. I can usually put 600, 700 on a pair of shoes Not before bad. before I shut them you down. You keep you just you keep track of it. You, can, you probably can't. I do. Oh, do you? Yeah. No. You know anybody who's wearing a Garmin watch or anything like that, like you can you can say, hey, I'm running in these shoes today. And Are you like kidding that. me? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I mean, it, it stands to reason. It's not like the most wild thing in the world, but I find that super cool that they no, I, they build yeah. in this easy feature to yeah. why not? I'm a big fan of the data. <laughs> I like to log yeah. it all. Yeah, no, it's yeah. looking at a graph of real meaningful stuff is is something really cool. I've always enjoyed that. People make fun of you for like, yeah, that's spreadsheet. Oh my god, you have a spreadsheet of right. and it's uh, like, well, yeah. I mean, uh, for curiosity's sake, but also because it's really easy and it's fun to look at meaningful, tangible data. Yeah, it's fun. Like at at the end of every year, I always like look up like the summation of all the stats that you know I've done for that year and and compare it to some silly metric. Like I think if you take the elevation change of what I ran. Last year, yes. it's it's the equivalent of going up Everest twenty six times or something like that. <laughs> I think that's you know, awesome. I what? burned enough calories to eat seventy thousand jelly beans, or you know, it's you know, just funny stuff like that. <laughs> you're doing, you're even doing j- j- bona fide fun stuff with it. Well, I'm really, I'm, <laughs> I'm really glad to hear if you're going to do all of that, that you're actually keeping track of it, and that the shoes are keeping you going. Um, so that when you say, uh, so I was going to say, when you say. Achilles tear. What is that actually? Or Achilles issue? What does that mean? Does that mean you like rupture? Oh uh, yeah, no. I guess the thing that's happened numerous times. The, yeah, yeah. I've had this three or four times, and it always starts off with tendinosis. So like your your Achilles itself is, <clears throat> it just gets inflamed, and then all the rubbing, rub, excuse me, all the rubbing kind of just irritates the sheath around it, and it just keeps getting inflamed. Oh, so like it's gonna be painful to walk, right? And it's, and right. it's only gonna get worse yeah. unless you let it. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, and like I so said, it's not a it's not a massive. Rupture that needs to heal. Right. It's inflammation that needs to right. just needs time too. Yeah, and so when I was training for Boston, you know, I had this pain like a month. It started a month before Boston, and you know, the last thing you want to do is like not be able to do this race. That one is expensive. Mm. Two, you've already planned for and you've just trained the past six months for. Oh yeah, it's a lot of sunk cost. Right. Yeah. You're already you're already committed here. You already got your plane ticket, and all that stuff. And so you know, the nice thing is for if you're training for a marathon for a long time and you get hurt like two weeks before it doesn't really matter what you're doing that much two weeks before like you're going to be either fit or you're not going to be fit at that point i got you and so i was like well let's just go to let's just go to boston so before the race like i said hopped up on some ibuprofen some tylenol you got on the strong shit baby (laughs) right made it through i even i even took a couple days off after and then I was like, ah, you know, this is this is still a minor injury, whatever. And then like a month after trying to still run, it just it didn't work out. Got an MRI, and then they said that it partially tore. So it wasn't like a full blown like my Achilles snapped, but there were uh, signs of just part of it starting to shrivel. Yeah. <laughs> and this is and that's the current one that you're on right now. Yeah, that's and that's the one on that it. keeps bothering me How over and over again. How long ago was that when you got the diagnosis? So Boston was two years ago. So after that, oh, oh that one keeps kind right, of right. It keeps coming back. And so one of the weird things I tried, I don't, I don't know how we go into all these procedures here, but like <laughs> I tried, you know, I'm, I'm this, you know, I've been running since I was 12. So I'm like, I'm, I'm willing to do almost anything just to be like, hey, can I just not get injured? And I heard these people recommending, some people are recommended a PRP shot. And I forget what it stands for, but what they essentially do is they, you take out your blood 
stick it in a centrifuge, separate out the white blood cells and the platelets and all, whatever. Just discard those. Right, right. Well, no, and then you re-inject <laughs> it. You re-inject it into the void that you have created in your injury. So at this point... Oh, like pure healing parts? Right, right, right. So, and they say that, it, you know, it, it hyper-stimulates the, the circulation of white blood cells and whatever to, to actually kind of promote the regeneration of whatever's broken. You mean they take the good stuff, the white right. blood cells and, and platelets. They, they and shoot it back in. And then you get... Then they remix everything you get right. to dump it back in you yeah and if you if you google this you know half your pages are going to say it's it's just full of crap focus the, focus yeah the other half is going to say yeah it's still in testing that's why you, you know your insurance won't cover it yet <laughs> hey, and man. so after buying my doctor's next mountain bike or whatever whatever <laughs> hobby thing he wanted <laughs> yeah right you know i try that and, small yacht you know and and then you have to take you know it hurts like it's extremely painful it's it feels like you you've just injected way too much more stuff than should be in in your in your achilles here and your pain last for is it just it was a solid three days of just being like extremely painful you did do the experimental yeah yeah yeah, i did it because you know at this point i'm like willing to try anything yolo or whatever (laughs) (laughs) okay but uh you know and then you know then you're in a boot for another you know another two weeks or four weeks and then you're you know you're off for another two months so who knows if the shot helped or if just taking three months off like this was the longest i ever stopped running since i was 12 and so uh you know, and then I, I actually had like a two-year streak of not having Achilles problems, which was the longest streak I've had since I was 30. So, so you know, like I said, maybe it helped, maybe it didn't. You know, it just started coming back, and I've only not been able to run for like two and a half weeks, which overall is not terrible. Damn. So You only yell below once or whatever. I, I support <laughs> it, man. I think that's awesome. And uh, informative. It's neat. That, I mean, I assume you did a ton of research on this thing beforehand, and maybe. I mean, like I said, it was hard doing research because you yeah. end up on oh, these, you right, you right, end right. up on these like obscure message boards that are done by this hobbyist who, yeah. who just you know yeah. is running whatever, and you're just like, well, I don't know what. Dude, on a uh, on a separate note, I caught wind of some suggestion that you might finally be able to get to go on one of these international trips your family likes to do. You're usually excluded from. Right, right. So hopefully, if if COVID permits in March, I will have exciting stories from a trip to Egypt. Um, I'll be going with my parents. You know, they're they're almost retired, but they're kind of like already living that lifestyle to where they're trying to travel as as much as possible. And so they've said, hey, you know, you, do you do you want to? take 10 days off of your work and uh make it to egypt and want some, to, or? somehow i was able to take the 10 days off of work um, oh you were already yeah yeah, yeah. well i already put it in we'll see when's the um, when's the trip yeah end of march so okay so weather's not gonna be maybe too bad uh, yeah they actually say the, they actually say bad. it's the tail end of when you want to go before it just gets way too hot yeah. so um and is there um, I may be being naive here a little bit, but is there 10 days worth of stuff to see in Egypt? Or is there going to be a, other stops I mean, on that I trip? hear there's pyramids. I think there's <laughs> going to be a couple days cruising down the Nile. There are three big pyramids, <laughs> four sides each. The Sphinx? One side of, one no side of one pyramid per day. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the nose of the Sphinx. We'll go see. hunting for that. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I like. I mean, I assume I'll be healthy to run around over there, too. So maybe if you look at my Garmin stats, I'll be like, poof. We'll see, you, uh, we'll see you all of a sudden be going 60 miles an hour straight into the desert. Right. <laughs> and he got kidnapped. Yeah. <laughs> Fortunately, yeah. Garmin knows where he is. And then all yeah, so that'll be cool. I mean, I've never I've never been to uh, that area. What's, so. what's the wildest place you've ever been? Um, Peru was probably the most exotic um, went and hiked the uh, Inca Trail with my brothers and my dad 
four or five years ago. And uh, that was a ton of fun. Um, the, the trip that we went on was kind of split up over over three or four days. Um, and the trail that we did was, it was about 26 miles. So you're, you're doing about four to six miles a day. But extreme elevation changes, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. It's it's up and down and you already start off, I forget which even, 10,000 feet maybe? I don't, I don't know. Um, oh, pretty extreme for people who aren't uh, like attuned to that yeah, oxygen you, level. Yeah, if you start in St. Louis and then you end up there, it's Dude, you know, straight I, up. Yeah, we went, to, <laughs> we went to Denver and I remember and Salt Lake City in both places trying to do activity. It was like, we, me and Bear both noticed immediately. Of course, the people that live there are cool. And I assume most people just get used to it, but it's like, yeah, it's, it's wild how much you can notice a difference. And when I hear people talking about 11,000, 12,000, it's like, I got to imagine that's, that no wonder people start getting a little woozy. Yeah, I remember one of, speaking of Colorado, uh, after college, you know, some of my my buddies from college, we were like, yeah, let's let's all go on this road trip. And this is before we had like kids and obligations mm-hmm. and things like that. So, you know, we all show up and we ended up renting a one of those Cruise America RVs. And how much was that? It wasn't bad at all. I mean, we were like I said, we were just out of college, so we're still super cheap on everything. <laughs> so who's that? Do you have Matt with you? Uh, yeah, we had Matt. Yeah, you know, Matt. just pretty much the cross country team, Kurt, Dude, Kevin. That's awesome. Yeah, it, it was it was a ton of fun. And, uh, yeah, we were, we were, uh, just cruising around this thing. And it was just like, it was almost like a hangover style. Like we're picking up each person from the airport, uh, one <laughs> yeah. by one. And progressively as the night went on, like the, 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 the passengers are getting a little bit more drunk and drunk as well, we're just like picking them up. Well, so where were you staying at? Is there a campground or something? Or were you no, just we would like in the... find a Walmart parking lot, <laughs> crash there yeah, this oh, and thing. then go into the Walmart for a fresh like yeah yeah we'd like, buy some ice on, and then we'd restock on everything. But no, uh, on one of the things we did though, there was like there was whatever mountain there. It was like a fourteen thousand foot kind of uh, peak that you, you said, could climb. You said Colorado is it Denver area? Yeah, it was somewhere around there. You're right, you might have said that already. All right, right. I'm but, too busy trying to eat gobstoppers without people fearing <laughs> me on the on the. No, but uh, but yeah, you know, we we make it up there, and like I said, I'm you know a big runner so i'm i'm pretty fit and everybody that we went with were you know kind of ex runners but like i said the ex part of that kind of became more known no kid and uh, we we finally get to the top and i remember when we were when we were up there it's like every 100 meters we kind of had to stop like i'm catching my breath and yeah that's what me and bear were doing yeah. at like 5800 <laughs> right but, i mean the same concept yeah. is though you get walking and it's like you start getting a little like that ring around your right. vision. Yeah, it's no, like, it's, I don't want to get dizzy and fall down this exactly. damn mountain. <laughs> like, I mean, it's it's. I mean, it's serious. You don't want to. You don't want to be ridiculous with with what your physical abilities are. But we do, we do actually make it to the top. And I remember my buddy. <laughs> we, we you know we all brought these beers like because we're gonna have beers at the top. We can celebrate. Yeah. And my buddy Tyler, I like look down. He's actually laying down. And he's like asleep, and he's using my foot as a pillow. <laughs> he was like, he's like so tired. He's just passed out. And I guess my shoe is the next best thing from a rock. <laughs> oh my goodness! And yeah, he's like sleeping. Um, and yeah, we kind of have to wake him up, and we 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 make it down. And everybody made it out of that trip. How long does that take to get up and down that? Oh god, that was an all day thing. Ooh. Like we started in the morning, we we made it up. And like it probably took us like you know one of these things where it takes like seven hours to get up and two to get down. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, we made it and then crashed in that parking lot and moved on. <laughs> we went up. We were in St. Martin for my for our uh, uh, what do you call it? Come on, man! Right after you get married, honeymoon. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, they have a, there's a, I guess two big peaks on the on the island there. And so we one of them there's a a really cool like resort area, sort of a third of the way up the mountain, just kind of in, nestled in the woods. But you can look up the yeah, it's pretty cool. 
So we went and stayed there, and they have a, a hiking path that'll take you all the way to the top and a few other attractions, including a pool and a bar. <laughs> and I was with friends, <laughs> my, my best friend, Corey. Our, our wedding uh, date was essentially their five-year anniversary. So they went on a five-year anniversary trip. The last half of our honeymoon, they came and met us. Yeah, that's cool. It was awesome. It was so cool. Yeah. And so we went to, we, we had been to this resort, just Bear and I, and it was really fun. So we brought them back with us. And we were going to go up on that, on that hike together. And uh, <laughs> we, we went up and took one, we went up and took like one wrong turn, maybe a tenth of the way up went off course and it was way more hilly and stuff and once we got there i was like i'm done i'm out of water and i'm, I'm dying and so me my friend Corey was like maybe you guys should go back why don't you just get a head start at the pool and we did we went back and it was probably a good thing man we were gonna try to make it up they had told us this is like a family hike yeah. this is a relatively easy hike Corey and diane came back and they were like that was ne- definitely not for family that was not easy that was like on? intermediate to difficult yeah. um all the way up and back down good question maybe an hour and a half or something like That's- that but it was, um, gosh, I wish I remember the numbers. I don't want to lie about it. it. It was an absurd amount of elevation change over the, I mean, it was like a one, one to four elevation to, to Spain or something for the whole way. Anyway, so they said it was really pretty up there. And then on the way out, we told the gal at the front, we didn't make it to the top. And she's like, <laughs> she said, it, that you could basically just drive up there too. So <laughs> <laughs> we went ahead and drove up, and it was awesome being at the peak where you can look in any direction at the ocean. You can just right. look straight down. It was super cool. So I don't know how many peaks have you summited? Uh, official peaks. I think that one in Colorado was the only one. I did a I did a race this fall where it was from Hood Coast, where you go to uh, Washington State or Oregon. I'm sorry, and you start at Mount Hood, and it's a relay race with a bunch of you know your team. And you make it all the way down to the coast. It was a whoa, six, 50 miles or sixty miles. Uh, two hundred and four. No yeah. bullshit. What? 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 Well, I mean, you have like eight people on your team, and then you you just uh, two hundred miles. It so took, it took us twenty four hours to do that. I think that's cool. I've heard about those was, relay races. It was a lot of fun because I mean, the people we do these relay races with. It. I mean, it's like our wives. It's our old college friends too. So it's like, you know, we're not taking this thing seriously or anything like that. And. It's pretty crazy because then you're, you know, you, you, we each had to do three legs. And so each of your legs was like spread out six hours or whatever. But, you know, I like, I had a leg at three o'clock in the morning yeah. down a highway. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you know, you had to wear a headlamp and you're like, well, this is crazy that you can only see like <laughs> you're on this highway and some other place you're not, you don't know. And there's cars whizzing by you. Like, yeah, you know. dude. But, I had a friend um, from work who, um, probably the healthiest dude I ever knew outside of you, maybe. And he, um, he would talk about ultra marathons, hundred mile runs, That's crazy. and he would go with his wife. And he said she she was a beast, but she would have, you know, she would usually not be able to make it. So he'd the, he'd kind of stay slower to to kind of motivate her. And then there'd be times when she's motivating him. And I thought, man, it sounds like a cool experience, but it's like these guys are going. I think he said that they they cut him off at twenty eight hours or something, and that he is finishing in twenty two or he yeah. and his wife were twenty two twenty three. But and I guess maybe they nap, maybe they sleep for an yeah. hour and a half or something, or they, a quick nap. And I thought that sounds like pure insanity, which is of course what yeah. everybody says. It's not like a hot take. Right, everybody right. says oh, these people must be crazy. <laughs> but that's why. Yeah. No, so there's, there's well, how long is that? Le- I mean, you're going ten mile legs or fifteen mile legs or something. No, no, these are actually short legs. These are like five, five to eight miles or so. So you're you're only running for like thirty to forty five minutes an hour, maybe. Um, is it on back roads or did you take? No, this that? was a lot of it was on highways. Well, if you're on, if it's Mount Hood, yeah. so my my a good buddy of mine from work lives in. Gosh, what is the Hood River, right? 
which is just north of the peak Mount Hood, you know, okay. 30 so miles or something like that. A little bit outside of Portland then, I guess. Yeah, so yeah. outside of Portland by yeah. uh, maybe 50 miles yeah, or yeah. 60 miles. I think an hour is just basically. And so I was wondering if you did you go up to that highway there and or is this all kind of basically through woods it and was, hills? It was on more major roads and then occasionally would shoot off to like one of these side roads. But I mean. And through a farmer's field and then not, <laughs> the swimming leg across a I pond. I mean, it, or, it cut through some pretty like. <laughs> small towns like i mean the thing the the scariest part really is like you know we had a co-ed team like i said and you know you run through downtown portland oh yeah and i don't know if if anybody here's been there but there's like a lot of homeless Ton people of, yeah tons, tons of homeless people we've been there, then, i've been there twice we've know, been there twice and just the just the from the airport out right. of town to get to my buddy's place but yeah you can see it it didn't it didn't differ too much right. from down deep downtown austin or, or any of these other big cities tents everywhere and it's like right and i so, have no idea the, the what's the what the temperament of these people is ex- exactly and so that was one of the one of the kind of the things there is that like you know this this course went through downtown portland and it's not like you could really plan what time of the day you were going to be there. Sure. So, bam, like one of our like women's leg is going through downtown Portland at like 2 a.m. And she was like, yeah, I had to run through like a homeless camp and I had these people yelling at me. Oh, <laughs> like, and I'm like, it's kind of a little dicey. Well, so then how do you how are how is the next person meeting? Do you just go, so, up, yeah, go straight ahead? Up. Yeah, you're, so you're, you're not. Yeah. I guess it wouldn't make sense. You can't really follow them because you're so, now you're then you're driving at seven miles an hour. So they did warn before. Yeah, you, you can't follow them one because of traffic and two that would yeah. just be crazy. But oh, sorry, um, yeah. but they did warn before. They're like, if you want, you can have a companion runner. If you have like a female runner who feels a little bit more safe, if she had you know a guy. I suppose with they couldn't really stop you from doing something like that. Well, right? I mean, they just said it was okay in general. Yeah. But the thing is, like you know, everybody's running probably 15, 20 miles in a twenty four hour span, like. Another seven <laughs> didn't really sound like a great time of for course those not. Yeah, of course not. So, so no, I mean, but luckily she made it. And I mean, the race did have like a cop every once in a while to kind of help with that. It's still just kind of it was it was a little unusual. <laughs> Is that the only time you ever did a one of those mega relay type of things? No, we do the local one, the KD eighty two, all the time. I do that with some coworkers, and it's a ton of fun. <laughs> KD eighty two. Yeah, you just run eighty two miles on the KD trail. Is that the full length of the? Absolutely not. No. What, what's the KD trail? What's that? Like um, man, it's like three hundred something miles. The is full it thing, like the whole Missouri River kind of thing. It goes pretty close. Dude, my mom used to I always have... talk about the Katy Trail and how pretty it was, and I we, we would only ever see chunks of it that right. were nothing special. But there, there's some that are fairly close. It, it's in downtown St. Charles, kind of right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you can, you can start around there. And, I think and it's kind of in my parents' backyard that, now. That relay race, it, 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 it ends in uh, in Herman, so you know it's it's fun. It's it's short. It's all you know one afternoon type thing, but. You were saying the Missouri River. I did do a race on the Missouri River. I don't, I don't know if I talked about that last time, but the MR340. Is that 340 miles? Yeah, you start you start in a kayak in Kansas City and you make it to St. Louis. <laughs> oh, my Lord, dude. I think I've heard about this. Could I have heard about this from you? Maybe. Wait, do you, you kayak 300 miles? Yeah, yeah. So this, I did that. Uh, but is the river, that must be the direction of the the, the current. I mean, yeah, you have to, well, you, yeah, you're going with the river, oh, but sure. it's still, so yeah, we, I did that. It must have been six or seven years ago, but no, I had some buddies. I kind of get tagged on to a lot of these kind of relay races <laughs> as being like the token guy who can at least like do a physical activity for a couple hours. You're okay. I have no kayaking experience, but yeah, he, you know, they're like, Hey, we want to set up a three man team and do the MR 340. And I'm like, Oh, this is going to be okay. great. Oh, so this was a relay at least. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. It's just a team event. Like 
all three must complete. All three, yeah. They're, they're like, yeah, we're gonna buy a three-person kayak. We just Ooh. need, we just need a third person. And so they end up. Getting, I guess that's a lot more efficient than three one-man. Well, you know, there's a lot of people who do it solo. There's a lot of people who do dragon boats. Okay. There's all sorts of divisions, but Did you know, you say of course, dragon boat. Yeah, dragon boat. The hell's that? Like, Eight like, people yeah, in like a ten people, and you can all like row on each side. Dragon. Yeah, what do you yeah. call it that for? Is I, it looks like an old Viking boat with like a with a head like a mast piece or whatever. I don't I don't know the history around that. Damn it! I got so many Google tabs open right now. Katie Trail. MR340, but, uh, Dragon Boat. But yeah, no, so like, you know, my buddies are like, yeah, we're going to get a kayak. And they find this like wooden kayak off Craigslist. And their whole plan is to buy it in Kansas City and then sell it in St. Louis. <laughs> They're like, we're not bringing this thing back. Oh, guarantee that's that's right. that's got to not be on, that uncommon. It's like no, people, it's not, people mean, sail the Mississippi right. and I assume you get down to New Orleans or wherever it dumps oh, out. We're you're leaving like, the boat. Anybody <laughs> want a boat? <laughs> but no, so, you know, that was the whole plan. And... So I've never, at this point, I've never kayaked seriously in my life before. And, uh, you know, we, we actually go on a practice run before the race, and we kayak for a total of, like, two hours, and we deem ourselves ready for this 340-mile race. Which is expected to take 20, uh, how many hours? Many days. Well, not many days. Uh, multiple days. Multiple days. So Where you're tent, tent camping in between? No, you're not sleeping. Oh. I'll, I'll get into that. <laughs> so, so anyway, um, you know, like I said, we're, we're just, we're a whole bunch of runners. And so our arm strengths are pretty much just, we're, we got spaghetti Enough noodles. to pull the shoes on, yeah. Maybe. And our our our, our uh, kayak is all wood, or canoe really, it's all wood. And... Uh, the river, it was one of these uh, years where the river was almost at its lowest level to where, so there was absolutely zero current. What? Well, I mean, there, okay. There, I take well, that, no, I, take I get that, that but there's the, very, very The current very was like six miles an hour or something like that. Not even. It was just, it was super, super slow. Uh, which would usually be what, more 15 or something? Uh, it's a lot more. Yeah, I, okay. don't, I don't know. I just remember a lot of people specifically saying that. And I oh kind of remember the, the year following, they almost had to cancel the race because the current was so fast. And... I'll, I'll, you know, get into this Fast, later. Fast, meaning much more said, turbulent, much more dangerous. Yeah, the next year, if you would have just sat on the current and not paddled, I think you would have beat our time the year we did it. Oh. But but it was all funny because, like, uh, we, we start this thing off, and one of the guys was the guy who was kind of the, our captain who, who recruited us and really wanted to do this. And we, you know, we have fun for about two hours. <laughs> we, we barely started this thing. And we start, you know, kind of just grinding through the gears. Yeah. and In the, what was the pain cave or whatever. It's right. Called. Well, I mean, and then, like, so we, we make it around we finally hit that 24 hour mark and the 24 hour mark is just wait we skipped was, some steps here well i mean there's not really much to tell oh, it's just the first 24. were you just grinding yeah you're just grinding for, hour, what for 24 hours and we're, you pull over we're ever? a third of the way through the race at this point yeah oh we've made God. it about 100 and we we stop over in the morning it's like seven or eight in the morning and we're tired at least me and another buddy like we're like dead tired i mean have you not taken any like 10 minute breathers no, not on this one. I mean, since we have three people, one person can kind of just like chillax okay. if they need, if they need to. But so so we we stop for we pull over and there's this campsite and they have a shower. So like you can actually like take a quick shower yeah, if you need to kind of do that. After 20 hours. And of me and a buddy, me and my 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 buddy Dan, we're talking to the captain Steve, and he's like, we're like, we're like, we need to we need to quit this. <laughs> like oh, we you know, out, it actually yeah. has. A, I mean, obviously, it has a really really high just dropout rate. And after 24 hours, we're like, there's no way we're going to make it like another 200 miles. And we're like, let's quit. And our, our captain's like, absolutely not. Let's just get on the river 
and see where that takes us. And so it's it's like I said, it's just it's hot as crazy, and we're like stagnant in this river, barely making it. And then this lady, who like every time I tell this story, I almost think that I'm making this up or I dreamt this. But this lady and in another boat. Yeah, this lady's doing the kayak, the whole race on her own, and it's this kind of like overweight lady, okay. and she's like, "How you guys doing?" And I'm like. We're like, shit, and we feel terrible. <laughs> and she's just like, you, you got to find your power stroke. <laughs> and then she just kind of goes off into the distance. She's and I never see She was your spirit I'm ghost. Like, I don't know what just happened. She here. was your, like, spirit but ghost. But sure bro. enough, like, after that, we kind of started paddling. We kind of got in a different groove of things. We started cracking jokes again. And it kind of was fun. Oh I mean, God, you know, you're with the same people. And it ended up, you know, every, like I said, every day we pulled over and maybe took a nap for about an hour. Oh my like that, I mean, and at the very end of it, it took us 68, 69 hours and we slept three of them. <sighs> and uh, I said, I'm never doing a 24 hour race again after that. But uh, one of the, our, our, the captain, Steve, he recently did it uh, two years ago and he got second in the solo division. And I think he did it in under 40 hours. Wow. So yeah, there's a couple people who will just do that. And you're essentially just kayaking for I, I don't know what the record is. I think it's like upper twenties. Dude, I feel like such hours. a badass kayaking right. like six miles or something in in the Lake of the Ozarks just late yeah. at night. It's so beautiful yeah. out there. There's no other time. It's just dead silence because you can be a few hundred meters from it from the nearest coast in any direction, and it's dark and all yeah. you see is the stars and a gentle gentle wind. It's beautiful until that so, party boat comes. Well, the thing is, they all got lights <laughs> and stuff, and you can hear them. I, I mean, it's yeah, it's you're not supposed to go out there yeah. in the dark. And but you can see some boats, and you just kind of like, do I need to hightail yeah, it, or do yeah, I need yeah. to just book it? But I can get easily out of the way of right. these boats. Any if anybody's gunning it, you know, in the middle of the night, they're breaking way to fuck more right. laws than I ever broke. And maybe I'll die. That'd be a cool way to go. Yeah. Anyway, it's so beautiful out there. I love going out. And sometimes I'll set a goal in the distance, and like I'm just gonna go all the way to that shore, and I'll get there and make it. And I'll check in the morning, and I'm like, whoa, seven miles. Yeah, I feel so cool, and because I'm just been. Just rocking the same stroke right. for you know an hour and forty five minutes or something, and it feels like this awesome workout. And it's like, yeah, there's just different levels. There's yeah. these logarithmically different levels of what true exertion is. Yeah, it was it was really it was it was weird doing our doing a physical activity that long because it's such a mental game. And and I remember, you know, every every kayak was required to have a, a spare oar, you know, just in case you drop yours, you you know, you obviously need a way to paddle. And ours was this like old beat up wooden oar that we yeah. just kind of had. It was, it was like more the, of a joke, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And oh, oh. <laughs> it just, it wasn't one of those like du dual sided kayaking. I don't know what they, what they call them, but uh, it wasn't one of those. It was literally just a wooden oar. And I remember it was shortly after the power stroke lady um, I was like, give me, give me that ore. I'm gonna use that. I was wondering, yeah. And that was one of the things that actually made a huge difference because it was a different stroke, and it didn't like, it didn't jack up my arms as much. And I ended up just loving this thing and named it, named it Old Greg, and <laughs> it became like a joke for the next like 36 hours about Old Greg. And I remember on our last night of going in there, I was in the back of this kayak, and a buddy was like, hey, can you grab me this thing? And I kind of turned around and grab it. And then I realized old Greg fell off the boat uh -huh. and it's like, all there is is the moon. And I'm like almost in tears because, because I've, it's like Wilson in, oh uh, my in gosh, what's that movie, uh, Castaway. Yeah. I'm like, here is my Wilson is drowning somewhere in the river. We ended up like kind of like 
turning around. Search partying for a little we bit. Found it. You found Greg. And we saved old Greg. Were you able to resuscitate? Did I, he drown? We we kept him. He's now hanging in my office right now. That's so cool. And uh, it's just a good story. But old Greg was uh, he was the thing that kept me through. He he was my Wilson. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. And you lost him. But unlike stupid old Tom Hanks, <laughs> you found your old Greg. Whereas yeah. Wilson is out there being eaten by a seal somewhere. Yeah. Holy smokes, dude. That's the greatest story. I got a, uh, uh, yeah, dude, my old buddy who ran those marathons, he, he didn't, he never told me exciting stories like that. He would always kind of keep it to himself. I don't know if it was very much more personal for him or if it might be different for different people. I don't know, but I like that story. I love hearing <laughs> an exciting story about a, uh, um, about a marathon event. Now, do you, is there any to top that one? Cause you just got done doing that's the longest 26 mile time. hike in Peru. I was like, that's got to be the worst. <laughs> and it was 200 miles in, and then no, we went to 300 I, in a boat. Where you have, didn't even stop. You didn't even take breaks hardly. I have a bucket list item that I want to try to do this year where there's, I've never done an ultra. The, I've chi- only, the chili 1800. <laughs> no, no, no. It's actually pretty tame compared to like most stories. It's just, uh, there's a trail in North Carolina for, for the backstory. There's a little, little city over there called Brevard. And it's where, you know, there's a running camp there. And my wife and I go there every year because we both used to work. We used to work at this camp when we were uh, in college. We actually went to the camp as high schoolers, and that's where we met. And, that's right. I remember you talking right, about right. this. So yeah. I, I probably mentioned that before. But, yeah, so we go back every year. We bring our kids. We still, we're still in good terms with everybody that works there. It's a ton of fun. And, uh, you know, obviously we still run a lot of the trails there. What's the, what's the place called? Uh, Brevard, North Carolina. Bre- B-R-E- Brevard, yeah. B-R-E-V-R-E. And uh, there's a trail there that the camps, like, uh, always does. And it's, it's kind of, you know, quote, unquote, famous amongst the campers. And it's called Art Lobe. And the loop they do is only this little seven or eight mile thing. But the entire trail is a destination um, about 30 miles so if you do the whole straightaway of it and i just i won one of these years i want to do it and uh you know it's kind of one of those things where you got to just make sure you don't get lost in the woods when you're doing this 30 oh yeah run. tell a bunch of people where you're going that kind right of thing. well it's just you know if something's not marked well how do you wherever you go but um, don't you have a gps there how sophisticated yeah, yeah. is that and do they man these things they'll tell you if you're off trail or anything yeah these garments have turn by turn signal like That's i cool. mean <laughs> now i will say on trails it gets a little wonky because you know if the trail turns it's like oh you need to turn and you know it tries to kind of do all that and and it has a hard time. At least mine does. I don't. I don't have one of the, you know, top of the line things. But for something that long, it kind of like doesn't have enough data to process every turn you take. But, sure. Yeah. 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 But no, that's that's on my bucket list. Uh, we'll see. It's it's more difficult to kind of plan the logistics of getting somebody to drive you to one end of these trails and hope you make oh, it to the end. Oh, it's a one end. It's yeah. A one end. It's, oh, it's, kind of like an a floating or not an outback, river it's a destination thing. They, yeah. Exactly. Usually they have a service that brings you up upstream. Right. Then they got the boats already there right. for you. And it's in the Appalachians, and so it's like it's not like it's just a hey, you drive down this interstate. 30 oh, it's miles. an hour long drive. Yeah, it's like an hour there. and a half of driving oh, through the mountains shoot. to get to the end. Oh, that's right. And we then did they this have to one. drive back. So you're asking somebody else like three or four hours of their time just to shuttle you around. But uh, why don't you drop them a? Why don't you drop a little Benji or something right. over there? Sweeten the deal. Call an Uber. <laughs> call an Uber. Oh my God, dude. So <laughs> where are we headed today, folks? You'd probably rent a helicopter for cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> drop no me kidding. off there. The, yeah, Uber Max is out at nine hundred ninety nine dollars. That's, that's on one of my list. I don't know if I'll be able to do it this where, year. So like, what's that trail look like? Yeah, I mean, so, it's the camp. But then they, do they just go way the freak out yeah, into these mountains like, here? It's like somewhere up here. Oh, so, cool. Yeah, I, think it, I wonder if it's maybe it's not. I think it's a little might not but, be marked. But, uh, yeah, it's probably, yeah, it goes along like, oh, here's Lincoln Pass. 
but no, it's it's somewhere up here. It's not marked on Google, but yeah, yeah it's it's about thirty miles, and and I kind of like oddly enough, like my wife's got an old college friend who's just randomly done it twice, and he just absolutely loves it. Like he had no wow. connection to this place, and he is thinks that it's something like his you do. Trail. I mean, with that, if this is a trail run, is it pretty? Is it pretty gnarly, or is it just? Yeah, it's pretty up. Like it's funny if you look, because like I said, like luckily my my wife's had someone who's done it before. Uh, or know someone who's done it, and I can look up his like little Garmin route and see what the elevation <laughs> is. Just from and just from Facebook, yeah. he'll put it up. Or, or I mean, I'm you know you're friends with him on Garmin. Your Garmin you know, friends, you that's so cool. Social activity, social <laughs> social connect. But anyway, like like I said, the the camp, the running camp there, they do they do a little truncated version of it, and yeah, it's yeah. got three serious climbs, like you know three real big climbs to get to the top. And if you look at the elevation chart. Of the entire thing, those three climbs are just like little, little like speed bumps. Oh my you know? gosh! It's like they're nothing. And so, what's it's, a serious climb? A thousand feet of height or something? Oh, or? I don't, I don't actually, I don't think it's that much in one climb. But I mean, it's it's one yeah, of those things yeah. where you're like, is it faster for me to walk than it is for me to run oh, up this thing? Oh you know, my it's goodness! Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and they're nothing. So. You know, on on a road, you know, I I can ease an, an easy pace for me on a road is like seven seven minutes a mile, you know, and but on a trail, it's pretty safe to like add thirty seconds, uh, for That's the it? equivalent effort. On I mean, just for standard trail. Okay. Now on a hilly trail, it's probably safe to add like a minute and a half. Like I've done some trails there, and I'm like. Man, I thought I worked it, and I look at my watch, and it's like you've averaged eight forty-five pace Whoa. per mile, and I'm like, Jesus! Wow. <laughs> so nine minutes a mile, yeah. Okay, yeah. so you're looking at four plus, you know, five hours, kind of four and a half. R- right. I would, I would almost even say it's like closer to six if you want to just like be very conservative yeah. about it. I mean, yeah. you also have to take into account that you're running thirty miles. <laughs> like, oh yeah, right. So your yeah. pace is your pace right. is affected by I mean, the it's total just like, as well. If, one, if you're not, I mean. I've never so I've done a couple marathons and I've never there was only one of them that I did where I actually like had an in, enjoyable time. Like usually you get to that mile twenty two or whatever and you're like, why? This is stupid. I remember you saying that that yeah. there's a brick wall at twenty or twenty two. Yeah, I mean the the stereotypical like uh, kind of thing is the walls at mile twenty. Um, okay. You know I think it's actually I've I've been hit by the quote unquote wall more at like mile twenty four. And that's whenever I started like regretting signing up for. Oh, <laughs> you're so close! Far. And you know what's funny is yeah. you're so close, but the total amount you have left is more than I've run in total probably the last. <laughs> the, in the, yeah, no. The only the only marathon I had years. a good time on was whenever I ran a local one here, and it was really just to kind of do as a training run. And so I made sure to my goal was to take the first twenty easy, and then work the last six. And that was actually that was actually a lot of fun. Because you know it's it's pretty rare that you can like run with people and be like actually feeling pretty good, and not just busting your ass for for two hours. Is that just because for people it's the the whole the whole point of it is kind of a personal achievement, and they want yeah, they want to go and put up a time that they're yeah, proud of? Yeah, I think of a anything. lot of people you know running a marathon's on their bucket list. I mean, because well, for it's most far. many I mean, of those it's, people, it's a it's, big accomplishment. It's, it's usually just to complete for most of those people, right? right? Exactly, because it's usually that whole you're committing to something. You're committing to something that's taking three or four months, and you you can't. You can't, I mean, most people, I should say, can't just, like, show up to a marathon and just do it. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, I understand the pride behind the yeah. achievement. But I guess what, I, what I'm saying is the difference between having fun doing it and just kind of right. going at what, what would be for you an easy pace. Say if you're, if you're competitively going to run sevens and you just decide to run eights instead or something like right. that. And what would make you not do that more often if it's a more enjoyable oh, experience? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that's, that's actually, especially after getting this injured. So I actually had a pretty 
active fall of uh, racing this fall. And I think that I kind of maybe pushed it a little bit too much. I'm like, man, I should just do a year where I literally just have fun. Now, don't get me wrong. Like, I love racing. It's fun. Like, I mean, I did uh, uh, for the locals here. There's always the hot chocolate 15K here. And I did that. <laughs> and then <laughs> some guy messaged me. I didn't even know this. But apparently there's a site that keeps track of the age group record holders of every age not just like a group but every age in missouri and i and for every distance oh every and so, year age every i don't mean to brag dan but i, I think you're talking to missouri's fastest 36 year old 15 care <laughs> i'll be signing autographs after this episode Hell yeah dude that's but, awesome um, but no it's just like some guy messaged me i was like who keeps track of this stuff but uh um, oh, some guy with the well no, some guy with an excel spreadsheet that's but it, curious like, it was fun because i mean after having kids and stuff like that i didn't you know i'm just not running near as quick as I did in college and and then the 15k is just kind of a random distance that you don't really do at a collegiate level oh and so is that just mean that the pacing is different or the well it's just not it's not a really common different? distance yeah, you know yeah. it's just you know most people do the 10ks the halves the fulls and uh so it was kind of nice to do this random race distance to be able to actually you know quote like PR personal record run your fastest oh, sure. time for for different things so being kind of middle-aged and uh, <laughs> yeah, semi-retired so. runner here it's like it was kind of fun doing that but um but yeah to my point it's like i, I kind of did a lot of that racing and i think i just might need a year of just doing easy miles and just enjoying it hell so yeah we'll see. dude i gotta get i gotta see if i can do what do you say your seven mile pace is easy for you? i wonder yeah. if, or seven, seven minute mile yeah, pace. Seven minute mile, I, wonder, yeah. I gotta see if i'm i wonder if i wonder how long it would take me to do a seven minute mile to get to that stage. Well, it'll take you seven minutes. <laughs> no, no, I, yeah, damn it, you beat me to it. I, I laid it out there, and I, I couldn't get couldn't get the glove back up in time. Uh, <laughs> how long it would take me to get in shape to do that, Jeff? Uh, oh, my goodness. Hey, uh, so I was going to say, dude, we are uh, – that went by quick, man. We're at 45 minutes. This would be a really good time to check and see if we have any listener emails. Listener emails. Uh, that we need to address. Spoiler alert, I don't think we do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dave and Buster's e-receipts is they're, the top one. They're probably accidentally emailing the Gmail account instead of the That's probably account. it. Oh, well, you know. Yeah, so I guess, but what the? F <laughs> we were just there the other day. Why does this thing say somebody bought it? What? This is this a business expense? And then or? emailed it to me. Oh my gosh, this is one of my coworkers. <laughs> I got nervous. I was like, is it, they must have asked for an email when one of my friends from work. <laughs> oh my god. And they said, why don't we why don't we send it to dance? I got nervous for a second that somebody's buying this on my credit card or something. <laughs> so who was it? John. I blame John. Anyway. Dave and Buster's e-receipts. And the other three are, are basically Proton Mail saying, how come no one ever sends you any emails? <laughs> We're getting curious. Are you still alive? Does anybody care about huh. you? All right. Uh, listener email section is over. So that means, Jeff, uh, the the bonus section we almost never get to is uh, I'm a, I, get, I get to hand the interviewing reins over to you. Ask away, buddy. All right. So... <laughs> So we, we talked about some of the one of the items I want to do try to do this year. Do you have anything on your yearly bucket list? Oh yeah, yeah you know so what? So just something you want to try to knock out yeah. next year. Yeah, I think that's a I, I'm I say that's a good question. That's always a good question, but I'm especially excited about it because I, I do for probably the first time in eight years or something. And that is the uh, the um, there is like an internationally 
international standard, I guess. I don't know how serious it is, but an exam that can be administered for to, to essentially um, say a person is some level of proficiency at speaking another language, at speaking mm. some language. Yeah. They call it DELF. I don't know what it stands for, but they do it for French. And I decided I'm going to try to get the, I think they just call it advanced. And I don't know if they go higher. There's A1, A2, two different tests, A, B1, B2. And then apparently there's C1, C2. But B2, I think, is what people consider like you are a proficient speaker. And that's kind of where we're at in my classes. And I thought I want to do some extra work to try to get extra focused. And in March, I think the end of March, there will be a B2 level DELF exam. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to suck up my nerves and take it. And if I could pass that thing, that would feel like a pretty cool accomplishment. Because yeah. it would be like, hey, after six years plus all of high school of trying to learn this language, I'm like, you know, sort of officially, yeah, yeah, officially reached this milestone of being able to say I'm. I don't know what the term would yeah. be, but not necessarily fluent, fluent? but like, oh, you'd be close enough. F- uh, well, basically, <laughs> like this. So, even be, I'm not sure what these different levels give you, but a lot of jobs in French-speaking countries oh, require oh, really? would require a non-native speaker to 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 give this. So it's like I'm pretty sure I'd be able to like work at a bank or something oh, in theory yeah. with that, or like work as you know, uh, I don't know, teacher or whatever. Um, so that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I do want to get that done. And then news per uh, fair an episode en français. <laughs> oui. Uh. <laughs> oh, tu parles français? Oh, mais oui. Tu parles Mon encore Mary, le français? Mon mari belge. Oh, oh my, my mom, gosh. My mom's from Belgium. Uh, so, chez toi, so chez I was vous? raised... I oh. was raised speaking French uh, and English. C'est très, très intéressant. But I don't think we ever tried... To, yeah, I I'm, still had it a little I'm bit from high school. <laughs> oh my gosh! We'll do so. That's going to be a great episode where we, neither of us understands what the other person well, saying. Well, the good news and is, nobody listening understands either. Of us. <laughs> <laughs> no, the good news is I can still I can still actually understand French perfectly. That is uh, buck wild. See yeah. that you and I are the opposite in that regard yeah. because I've I've developed I don't know just I think the the, the most of practicing I do is in my own head, yeah. just generating sentences and trying to figure out the grammar and kind of putting little things together that I'm trying to compose. I feel like I can speak pretty well, say maybe yeah. 75%. Yeah. But comprehension for me has got to be 40 or yeah. something. If I were to watch like a news program or, right. well, I mean, that, that, you know, hearing yeah. something in a, in a movie, it's just like I'm getting half or less yeah. and well, not enough to even put together the, the meaning of the and, and, and that's where I got in your up. defense though like a movie and something on TV or whatever like they, they'll speak so fast or whatever and I don't know I mean of course I'm used to my parents accent and my my parents voice like I right. can understand them for sure okay perfectly and they'll still do it like I mean I I talk to my parents uh, at least once a week we try to we try to video chat there in there in Louisiana and uh, um, they don't do it near as bad anymore but they used to not know when they flipped on to French. Oh. And then my poor wife would sit there and she'd be like, <laughs> I'm clueless. And nobody would realize that it's shifted oh, to a foreign language. and you're language. saying you would almost just sort well, of I would blur. Always, right? I would still talk back in English. Like, I would yeah. just understand it and then That's say whatever. That's so cool. I never realized, yeah. I think in all the time, I never realized that you had that level of, I mean, that that that's cool, that that's one side I mean, of the fluency. Yeah, my mom didn't even know English when she had me. She came to the States completely still... Belgian. <laughs> Dude, that's so cool. I think but, my, uh, I'm not sure if this is, is that right? I think my first teacher at L'Alliance at the, the school, the, you know, French school that I take classes yeah. through, was she Belgian? I don't remember. Her name was Stéphanie. Shout out Stéphanie. She was really cool. Um, 
Yeah, dude, that's awesome. Um, you don't have to keep interviewing me. I was trying to fill up an hour, and I felt like we no. had two so, such good sta- <laughs> segments that I didn't want to just pop open something new. Yeah. But, dude, there's got to be something new to pop open. Um, how's the kids doing? Good, good. I got uh, three boys, and so they're completely crazy. Um, Ten, eight, and six, uh, running around doing all sorts of things. Uh, we're definitely in that phase of... Uh, what do we have going on this weekend? A soccer, basketball, whatever <laughs> going on. Yeah, you get to Thursday and you start trying to figure out if yeah. you get a one hour of free time right. or zero hours it, of free time. That, no, I mean, that's that's exactly wow. it. Um, but it's it's fun. I mean, this was our first year for all the kids to go to to the same school and have all full days of school. So it's like they're, they're real people and uh, yeah. learning real things uh, instead of just like kind of writing the alphabet. All of, all of them seem <laughs> yeah. to really like math, which is pretty exciting, awesome. uh, especially coming from an engineering background. Um, so I always try to put some some problems on a math board, and they, they actually seem to enjoy it no without, kidding. without so, feeling like they're in school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> make yeah. make it kind of a game. That's awesome. My dad but, used to do some of that yeah. with me, too. Sometimes, like, I would ask him something I was just curious about, and he would always, like, force us to derive yeah. it kind of thing and force to, like, figure it out ourselves through an example problem, which at the time I was like, and he still does that in other ways. And right. I'm always, you can always kind of roll your eyes at the time, and then later on you appreciate the the concept yeah. behind it. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, like deep down inside, I'm like, yeah, if I if I make them like math now, they'll like it later. It's so, <laughs> and it's so important. Maybe. Or yeah, resent yeah, it. Who, or hate yeah, it. Yeah, who, who knows? <laughs> like down the road, they're going to be like, I like spelling. <laughs> you know? Hey, that could be cool, too. The world needs good spellers, man. Oh, I'm not one uh, of them. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, that's because you yeah. were learning too many damn different languages mm-hmm. in your childhood. So now everything is, yeah. is that a G or a J? Well, one of them. <laughs> It's called G, and the other one's called J. Yeah, no. In in high school, I took the SAT two in French. Uh, Wait a minute, SAT two? Yeah, there's a SAT two. You can take like as a focused kind of program to another subject. Whoa, I never knew that was even a thing. Yeah, so I, I took it in French, and I took it to see if I could test out of college, kind of like uh, college electives foreign, or whatever. foreign language. And and I took it to get out of taking a foreign oh, language. Oh, okay. School. You didn't take it in. You took it in English, but it was a subject matter no, 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 French. No, no. It was in French about French grammar and stuff like that. It was like taking, if you take the SAT two, they have the, uh, you know, the, the reading and comprehension section. Yeah. This was just the same thing, but in French, like you didn't have a math section in French or anything like that. It, this was just a reading comprehension. Oh, kind of English I get that. Type, but type even thing, the instructions in and everything were yeah, in French. It was all in French. Oh, interesting. And, uh, yeah, I took it like a sophomore in high school or something like that. And to see if I could test out of just foreign language completely in high school. Yeah. And I ended up doing better in that than I did in my English section of the <laughs> SAT too. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, the nice thing was like it, I, it, it worked, so to speak, in that I didn't. I never took a foreign language course in my life. But, I just I was able to test out of. But all got them. credit for it. And got credit for it. Wow. Yeah, and you. So. Well, you mean so you mean growing up in a household right, where right, it's right. was enough. But yeah, the point was like I'm. I did. I didn't do extremely poorly in the English part of the SAT, no, I but I definitely don't uh, excel at that. It was my. Uh, yeah. Let's just say I was. I was born to be an engineer, not an English teacher. Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> they um. I didn't do. I test. I tested out of math stuff. I tested yeah. out of like up through Cal. Did you start Cal off in, one. In I, st- I started in Cal two. two yeah, so and did I, yeah. they always said there nobody would start you off. Nobody starts out higher. I knew a girl who was suggesting it, and I and I yeah. told her, I I wouldn't if I were you. I would yeah. you know if you're if you're between the two. I learned so much in Cal two, and I'm like math. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty strong in math, and so it's like, I I. I would not have wanted to miss out on the Calc 2 material, right. even if they said I could. Well, it's like, I think at Rolla especially, like, if you didn't start off, like, starting off at Calc 2 was like a minimum if you wanted any hope of getting out of there in four years. 
I think like is that right? I I felt like if you didn't start in cock I never two, thought you, about you had, it. You got because you got Diffy Q yeah. as a prereq well, for yeah, probably for so linear systems based and off all the other stuff that you were right. you were playing calc catch up. Two calc three, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you don't want to take all of those. Diffy. So I guess circuits tries. D- uh, I don't. Oh, we had I did two eighty one. I did yeah, the non non electric. I had the actual one fifty whatever uh, it was. I we <laughs> ours was ours was I think pretty softball and so I, it, I don't know why I have such a hard time with with circuit stuff. I, that was like did, it was probably one of the easy courses, but the most difficult for me. I wonder. I was trying to think of one that I had like that that I just kind of never got it, even though it was on the earlier side. Dynamics that was actually a tough class. Fluids always pissed me off, but I think I'm really pretty sure it was because the teacher was yeah not not all there. He just wasn't teaching that hmm. that well he had a weird style he would give tests that were one question and stuff and it's like and it's not even that hard of a question it'd be like oh, perfect <laughs> I well complain about that. <laughs> yeah, unless unless you make a silly mistake which i did one right. time and got a 70 yeah. on this thing and i was clawing back for the rest yeah. of the semester it was it's kind of horrifying it's nice to it's like teach me how to do the problems and then give me an assortment of them right. to to hedge my bets i remember get, get out of here with the 90 and i'm good my diffy q teacher was like that your test would be three problems and he would grade up to your first mistake so even oh if you like God, if you accidentally like botched up like a simple addition but you got fundamentally Great. everything else oh, right in the problem first mistake you were you were just kind of i never screwed. did that oh gosh i never did that in i i would grade tests in statics and it's like I would be annoyed when I would hit the first mistake because now instead of just looking at your boxed answers, yeah, have I have to start rest. looking at no. the procedure. But I would definitely be given like 50% points minimum for you, you wrote down the right equation. You plugged in the numbers yeah. correctly. Oh, who was this teacher from DFQ? Don't remember. I, I, yeah, I, I know it's been too long. I don't long. know. I think the only teacher I can remember was the astronaut I had for statistics. Statistics. Yeah. yeah. What was his name? Aiken, maybe? Yeah, they called him Dr. Aiken or what? Dr. something Aiken. Aiken. I don't know. Acres. Acres. Tom Acres. Yeah, it was Acres. I yeah. remember. I remember him coming in one day and he was like talking about. Well, I guess Doctor would make sense. I thought they had a different name for him, yeah. like Colonel a- Captain Acres or something, because he, he was. was he was such a cool guy. I mean, he was really. He, nice. he was so chill. He was like, "Yeah, I'm. You know, I'm living on my farm in Rolla, and then I got to go over to because I'm still on the board of NASA. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then he's like, he was chit chatting about his time he was on Home Improvement episode. Wait and, a minute. Yeah. What? Yeah, it was cool. They had like guest astronauts, and he was one of them. Oh and so my he's like God. cracking jokes with uh to tim, allen? tim allen and f- well no I, you are obviously yeah. talking about who, who out there can claire are you out there can you name she doesn't care who's <laughs> out there that can name colleen I, can you name the guy who played al without looking it up <laughs> al borland <laughs> or uh the other guy wilson wilson God, i remember Dude, that tom Akers. shout outs that was 217 that was the yeah. they had stat 213 215 217 no one could ever explain the difference other than they thought that there was a slight difference in challenge level maybe hmm. in total material covered so i just took the big the highest number thinking maybe <laughs> I may, I, maybe i'll learn a little bit more this one's gonna be the best and it was i found yeah. it to be the right difficulty yeah. level for a broad you know i learned what i needed to learn yeah. in there probability just terminology and stuff yeah. oh my gosh dude i think we're there um this uh i, I know you've been listening which i appreciate by the way jeff it's yeah. like I think I've listened to every episode. I'm like, are you kidding yeah, me? Dude, no. Thanks, man. Big fan. That's <laughs> that's awesome, dude. Well, um, I, so I know you know we have a little tradition for the last few episodes here, which is I, uh, I've i been talking enough, so I'm going to give you the final sign-out. So she's all yours, dude. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I was caught off guard on that one. I usually do turn it off towards the end. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, yeah. no, um, uh... Run easy, guys.
Ooh, I like it. Run easy, guys. You heard it here. Peace. <laughs>